The Pitch Sider. Pitch side for every game. Hello and welcome back to the Pitch Sider podcast. Now, if you listen to our episode that we released on Friday, you would have seen the Pitch Sider is now back for the year. Um, if you haven't, Happy New Year. Um, hope you had a great Christmas and but yeah, please check out that previous episode and it'll tell you what to expect from the pitch either this year. Um, but yeah, welcome to the first episode back from the pitch either from the break. Um, a lot of talk about this week. We've had Premier League, we've had FA Cup, we've had a round in Europe and we also are in the transfer window. So there is gossip and rumours that is going on. Um, but let's get on to, into it. Let's start with the Premier League this week. So uh, we've had a lot of midweek fixtures. Um, there has been some shocks, um, especially if we start off with Brentford, Liverpool, Brentford. Obviously Liverpool are struggling at the moment. Um, I'll get on to them in a second. But yeah, the Brentford ha- were without Ivan Tony for this game. And yeah, they managed to get a 3-1 victory. Now they should have probably got a probably got more goals. Um, they had a few disallowed, but Liverpool didn't look that well in defending. Um, it did equate to Van Dijk being injured. Um, but yeah, if we get on to Liverpool, um, they are a team where they're struggling at the moment. They desperately need maybe a couple of transfers. Um, they've had a few big players injured, but yeah, they've been struggling this season. They definitely need to turn it around. They're currently sitting about sixth in the table. Is it time for Jurgen Klopp to be sacked? I don't think so, but they definitely need something to sort of ping them back. Maybe they're missing sort of the figure that Sadio Mane was. Maybe that's one reason why they're struggling. But yeah, they seem to... Be really struggling this year, um, especially maybe, I mean, the midfield. They've lacked a few goals up top. Mo Salah isn't in top form um, and Van Dijk being injured for a month now. It's not going to be the best for them, but they have got good cover. So it'd be interesting to see how the second sort of bit of the season will be for them and whether they can get sort of Champions League spots. It's going to be an interesting one. Everton, Everton are another team that are struggling. Um, they lost four one to Everton in on Tuesday. They this puts Frank Lampard in a sort of a bad situation. They are near the bottom of the table. They're not quite in relegation, but they are sixteenth, only two points from the relegation. So, uh, I mean, West Ham, Nottingham Forest. Wolves all are sort of in the three points of them and they all have a game in hand on them. So it's going to be sort of a bad situation whether Frank Lampard can turn it around or whether they will end up sacking Frank Lampard. Um, and the likely candidate is probably going to be like a Wayne Rooney figure. Maybe he'll come back from America, the MLS, um, after they finish their season. But it'll be interesting to see how well he can do. Um, if he comes to Premier League, obviously Lampard and Gerrard haven't done very well um, since they've come back. Obviously Lampard getting sacked by Chelsea previously and now obviously he's not doing very well with a Everton team that you would have thought they did struggle last season. They made a couple of signings and they should maybe be mid-table. Um, but yeah, 
again, a, a team that are definitely struggling. One team that is in the headlines a lot recently is obviously Chelsea. They've suffered... They've only won one game in the last eight games they have played, um, which is not a very good form. That only win was against Bournemouth, who are near the bottom of the table. This leaves Chelsea 10th in the league, and a lot of pundits say, can they get top four? Well, whether they can, can or not, um, and a lot of criticism is coming of Graham Potter. Graham Potter obviously came midway through sort of the first half of the season, he hasn't been given a lot of time. He's only had about 12 games, had a break in between with the World Cup. Now he's within he's eight days in his first transfer window. Uh, made three signings, which I'll get on to later. But yeah, something needs to turn around. Um, one of the biggest talking points is Chelsea's injury list. They have 10 players out at the moment, which is a lot could be nearly sort of a the team the players that would sort of be first team senior players and yeah it's definitely not a very great situation for Chelsea to be in Chelsea's injuries is um Mendy got broken finger they also have Loftus-Cheek out injured Brozier Chilwell Kanté Fafana Pulisic, James, Sterling, Mason Mount, he did play today. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of players to be out. And especially if the amount of games these Premier League sides play, it's not the sort of the best situation to be in for Graham Potter. Um, I think it is a good enough excuse for them not to be doing that well because they are senior players, which means there's only enough players to sort of be playing and then the substitutes are obviously going to be youth players which we are seeing the likes of Lewis Hall and Chukameka both come in both had really good games the last two games they've played um, and yeah but players are getting tired they're going to have to play a lot of games and um, one of those players that seems to never tire is Thiago Silva um, being 38 now he is one of the oldest players in the Premier League playing outfield so it's good to see him still be one of the best team best players in the league and um, overall I mean Premier League is Arsenal have a five-point lead at the top of the Premier League with Man City chose closely chasing up those hill at their hills um, they're definitely two teams that are very likely to get top four this season um, there's still a number of teams that are within the fight being Newcastle Manchester United Tottenham Liverpool um, I mean, you can never sort of push Chelsea out of that situation, but there's Fulham, Brighton, Brentford, all of these teams are within points to do it. But it's definitely Arsenal's to lose this season, and Arsenal are definitely one of the teams to sort of go and win their first Premier League in a long time. So hopefully it'll be a good season for them. Um, let's quickly move on to the FA Cup. The FA Cup has been the biggest talking point from this weekend. Um, with big a few shocks, a lot of I think there's been about six to seven Premier League teams have been knocked out. Um, so it's yeah, it's an interesting one to see where it will go and who will likely be playing and who will definitely um, go through and who will be the team to push on. And um, 
if we look at Liverpool, they had a late shock with luckily one of the goals disallowed, which almost ended their run of the FA Cup um, being the previous winners. For some of the Premier League teams that have got knocked out, it's Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Nottingham Forest, Bournemouth, Newcastle. All of these teams may have been dropped out, Brentford. But yeah, I mean, some of the teams you should definitely watch out for. Wrexham beating a um, championship team in Coventry City. They beat them 4-3 at Coventry's home. Um, so two player, two people in Hollywood definitely will be happy with this result. Uh, it's definitely sort of a result which would expi- inspire some of the players and hopefully they can sort of push from the National League into League 2. Um, definitely what sort of Wrexham supporters want. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely a few sort of shocks around here. Obviously, Burnley beating Bournemouth 4-2. Not really seeing that. And Blackpool had a really good run against Nottingham Forest, beating them 4-1. Uh, Port- Portsmouth held Tottenham to a 1-0 victory. Yeah, it's it's definitely a good league. FA Cup's always good for this. You get a lot of teams that play and especially smaller teams, they still sort of really go for it. And yeah, I mean, even if you look today, Stevenage beat Aston Villa 2-1. Obviously, Man City beat Chelsea 4-0. But yeah, Cardiff City drew to Leeds. Derby beat Barnsley. It's, It's one of these teams where some of the smaller teams do actually well and go far. Um, and it's definitely some of these sort of non-league sides, especially Wrexham, getting into the fourth round of the FA Cup is massive for them. Um, it won't be reported much, but yeah, if unless they go further, but getting into the fourth round means a lot of money for these teams, especially if they go to somewhere like Man City or that in the next round, even just going to that stadium, they earn a lot of revenue from ticket sales, and it really helps the clubs be able to push forward in their long-term future, whether that's sign players, whether that's sort of make renovations to their stadium. Just it gives the players such a big boost and it's fantastic to see in the English game that we can still have shocks, especially with all the money that is spent by these big teams. So yeah, moving on to sort of, they had the had the fixtures for the fourth round and one of the biggest sort of look forward to will be um, Arsenal versus Man City to sort of especially if Arsenal can beat Oxford which you would have thought they would be it's going to be the top two teams it's going to be one of the most interesting sort of draws of the fourth round and probably where most people will focus will be. So yeah, the FA Cup is definitely sort of one that's spicing up. A lot of big teams have dropped out. Um, Man City, sort of Liverpool, are still in that, but Liverpool have a replay. Um, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting to see who's actually going to take it by the horns and see if they can actually push on to go and win the cup. But it's always nice to see different winners and sort of smaller teams doing well in this sort of competition. And let's have a quick look at some of the sort of European games um, around. I won't go too 
um, sort of deep into a lot of these um, leagues. But one of the top stories is Real Madrid missed a chance to go top as um, Villarreal beat them. And it's now in Barcelona's hands. Barcelona have a game in hand on Real Madrid, level on points. So Barcelona can definitely go three points. Um, especially after all of the sort of the money, sort of financial inputs they've had, they are a team that would really benefit from a league win. One of the um, more sort of stories off the pitch, yes, say, um, they're coming out of Turin. Um, Juventus face a sort of dark and uh, and they've got dark style of Turin as both uh, as Juventus sort of have financial and legal issues um, off the pitch. Um, in sort of the latter stages of 2022, um, the Juventus board all resigned. It's 12 members of the board, including the vice and president of the club, all resigned after sort of 15 years at the club. Um, and yeah, it seems that there's a lot of sort of assets and sort of financial issues um per- people are owed they they're owed a lot of money uh, Juventus were worth 1.7 billion today today despite um sort of 400 million euro recapitalizations um the club is only worth about 700 million euros which I, they've lost a billion in a couple of years, which is very, very sort of shocking. Um, they're probably not seen as one of the most powerhouses in Europe as they were maybe five, six years ago. Um, I mean, they owe, they seem to owe players a lot of money. They seem to be writing off sort of transfers and people don't understand where the money was going. Um, one player that they signed um, is obviously Ronaldo. Um, according to sort of sources, Ronaldo is owed like 19.9 million euros from them. Um, also, I mean, Chiellini, who left the club, um, is owed money. And it's just sort of, it brings up that sort of Barcelona sort of vibes where they owe players money and they're not paying wages. And it's just, it's mm, shocking to see that these big clubs can sort of just write off money where they just don't pay money um it is it is shocking and I don't like to see it in football we've obviously seen this with barcelona and now sort of juventus it does great question where does all its money sort of end up is it is there other clubs that are like this and just haven't been found out yet where barcelona being one of the biggest clubs in the world still are Juventus were up there as well, so there is a num- there is a number of big clubs, and where does sort of all this money can they just write off players? You can see, I mean, looking, I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan, but if you look at what's happening with Chelsea, they're spending so much money, and it's going to be it's just paid off in instalments. Yes, the Chelsea owners are rich, but where are they taking it out of the club? is the club paying this or is this coming out of money that's been invested in the club or is this all sort of going to be stacked up in debt and come out in like maybe five, ten years that Chelsea are in 
mega mega amounts of debt as certain clubs are um it'd be interesting to see um definitely sort of something if we hear anything more we'll keep you updated on from the pitch cider there's a number of sort of barcelona and i quickly just go through some of the leagues um by munich sort of are still four points it looks like a lot of um countries have had sort of a fixtures of they're sort of catching up from or they're on like from their winter break so definitely a lot of sort of transfer talk at the moment sort of players coming back certain players are just coming back from yes um yes move on and let's talk about some transfers this week there's definitely as we are now a full week into the transfer window it's definitely a lot of sort of talks um players are starting to be signed so I'll go through some of the confirmed sort of big transfers from this week before we talk about some of the transfers if you want to keep up to date with the latest gossip please check out our instagram and twitter page which is at the pitch cider or check out our latest um installment of our weekly gossip on our pitchsider.com website um, and it's labeled when you go on the home page it's labeled gossip or weekly gossip and that will give you sort of a roundup of sort of nine, sort of ten stories that have happened this week and um, sort of deals. But if you want to keep up day to day with transfers and that, definitely check out the Pitchsider Instagram and Twitter page. We'll definitely be active every day on there. And please drop us a message if you've got anything you'd want to talk about, whether we can provide a review or any stories that you've been interested in and we would like to talk about definitely hit us up on those social medias um yeah let's talk about some of the a uh, sort of confirmed transfers there's been a few um a few big transfers obviously the biggest one we've mentioned is glepo to liverpool for 35 million they he played this weekend for liverpool um made a good start sort of solid start from the premier league obviously we've mentioned Daily Blint going to Bayern Munich from Ajax on a free. Um, Chelsea have signed defender Bashi, Bashidi from Monaco. 35 million looks to be a sort of a decent centre-back. I don't know too much about him. I just know that he's one of the best-sided left centre-backs, left-footed centre-backs in sort of up-and-coming. Southampton have signed Dynamo Zegrev. Zagreb winger Misola Osilik for 8 million uh, and Chelsea also have signed David Fafana from Mould from Norway for 10 to 8 million and they also signed Brazilian midfielder Santos um, Fafana was also been in action against this sort of uh, city plays um, and Ashley Wood Westwood has gone from Burnley to Charlotte FC on a free. Um, so there's definitely sort of a lot of transfers that people are sort of getting into. Obviously, two big stories that have been is Enzo Fernandez to Chelsea from Benfica, but this still now looks to be off and definitely something that I mean, 120 million for a defender is quite a lot of money. Sorry, it's 125, 120 million for a midfielder of 21 is definitely a lot of money. 
Um, and Chelsea have habits of spending big and they're not actually being good enough. Um, but given what we've seen from the World Cup and at Benfica, he is one of the best midfielders. If Chelsea do not get him, he it is going to be a situation where he probably will go to another club and be very good, like sort of like Real Madrid and that. It's been a lot of players that have happened, but he definitely wanted to come to Chelsea and Benfica have sort of criticised the way Chelsea have dealt with the situation, um, given offers nowhere near what they're asking for. Um, but definitely see how this one develops. Um, I could see Chelsea going back in for him um, near the end. Depends on who they get. Um, and the other big story involving Chelsea and Arsenal is the sort of winger of Mudrik, Ukrainian winger. Um, Arsenal have had two bids rejected. Um, it sounds like he is split between Chelsea and Arsenal. Um, I pitch side of view is he's probably going to be going to sort of a Arsenal. I think Arsenal have a lot more for him to offer. They seem he seems he seemed before Chelsea's interest, he was dead set on them, sort of posting on his Instagram of sort of Arsenal game, sort of Arsenal this and Arsenal that. So it definitely seems that Arsenal will probably end up with this deal. Other players that sort of are in sort of demand is Jao Felix. Um, Manchester United are on a sort of negotiating at the moment um, according to the Sunday Mirror he, they are negotiating a 9.5 million loan fee but have a commitment to buy for 70 million in the summer um, for me if any club is to loan sort of Joe Felix he hasn't had the best time at Atletico Madrid he's obviously he is a, he is a great striker and can play anywhere across that front three he, it will be interesting to see because he could be, does not sort of suit the Premier League uh, and he, they will be obligated to buy him for 70 million. It's a lot of money. Um, for me, I would want a option to buy, not a commitment to buy. Um, but uh, another sort of, another one is... Um, Jordan Pickford, he's, he's one of these people that does really well for England and will do all right for Everton, but it seems to be, I don't know, he he is a target for Tottenham. Um, I know Chelsea have been scouting him, him as well, um, but it's definitely going to be a interesting one. Um, whether he will stay at Everton um, or whether he will move is definitely going to be a one to watch out for. One of the sort of Ronaldo, now Ronaldo signed for Al Nasser. Um, there is, there, there's rumours and yesterday we reported on the pitch side that Vincent Abonacaca, a Cameroon striker, um, he... He's been, he has now been rejected, but it was rumoured before that he would be loaned. Um, but he's definitely now been released. Um, and this frees up the space for Ronaldo to come into their squad. But Manchester United are sort of talking to him 
and whether they will sign him or not uh, definitely be an interesting one to watch out for. A lot of rumours, there's a lot of rumours that are sort of Chelsea are linked to. I'll quickly go for a couple of them. They're linked to midfielder um, from they're linked to a midfielder from Bournemouth, Moises Caicedo. Um, it will only be a huge fee that will see him leave. Um, they obviously are always linked to Declan Rice, but that's likely to happen in the summer. But one one sort of story that could be coming true is Marcus Turam. He's out of contract in the summer, um, and a lot of clubs are interested in him, but Chelsea are linked to the 26-year-old for a move in January with probably a five to six million sort of payment of this because his contract is so short. Um, he, it'd be interesting. He's only ever played in sort of Germany and France um, and it'd be interesting to see how well he would do in the Premier League. But for five million, can't really go wrong, um, especially if he isn't that great. But what from what we've seen of him before, he is. Roberto Firmino is definitely another one that is... Um, on the move, he is he is linked to either sort of Saudi Arabia. He was also linked to Al Nasser. He's linked to West Ham. He is also likely, probably more likely, to stay at Liverpool. Um, this is becoming more of sort of a favourable deal. Um, the striker uh, Workhouse, um, who joined Burnley um, in last last January. He is currently out on loan, uh, but he is rumoured to be coming to Manchester United. Manchester United look to be sort of looking for sort of that centre-forward striker, um, and he is one of the options they are looking at. Jack Butland has had a medical at United. Um, he replaces, he will be coming for a six-month loan to be their sort of second backup keeper from Palace. Michael Keane is looked to be... On the way out of Everton, linked to Southampton, could be a good move for him. He's sort of, he is a good defender on his day, but he isn't sort of the greatest. He hasn't really had a big impact on Everton. Um, so whether he can go to Southampton, be interesting to see. But I think I think that about wraps up some of the uh, transfer gossip. Sort of anything. Um, it was a bit of a shorter one this week, um, as of is our first one back, um, and definitely sort of check out the pitchside.com or our Instagrams. Um, please get in contact with us. Um, we've also got an email, www, which is the pitchsider at hotmail.com. So please message us on there if you've got anything you'd like us to mention on the pitchsider, um, and stay tuned for. Other podcast episodes which could be released midweek. Don't know if there'll be one this week or not, but I will keep you updated on the Instagram page and Twitter. Please like and subscribe and check out our YouTube channel as well. And there always will maybe extra content there. And yeah, hope you have a nice week and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening and goodbye. For all the latest news, transfers and football articles, check out thepitchsider.com. It's the place to be. Contact us on our socials. Instagram and Twitter is at thepitchsider. Or via email is thepitchsider at hotmail.com.